I'm Andrea Collins. And I'm Shelly Zorn. This is Let's Talk Thomasville, a podcast about storytelling through perspectives of the past, our value of today, and our imagination for tomorrow. Welcome back. We took a break for the summer and now we're getting back in the groove. School's back in. So welcome back to Let's Talk Thomasville. And our guest for today is our woman of the year and also very well known for all that she does in our community, Representative Darlene Taylor. We're going to talk to her about all of that. Plus, we're going to start talking to her about she is a woman business owner, has been for a long time. And that's the main topic for today is her business but we're also going to get into all that she's done for our community. So welcome. Thank you, Darlene. Shelley. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're happy to, to be have here. you. Thank you. This this is exciting. I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I'm I'm not a radio star, not a TV star, so just a plain Jane. We have woman. never we've never done this before either. We we were just telling Darlene that we just started the podcast because we were vain. We did a video. We didn't like how we looked on the video. So we took the content and Ansley that works for us and is young and knows about podcasts was like, turn it into a podcast. And it has worked really, really well. We've heard some great things about Thomasville, some great community stories and really some great business owners and their story. So we'll just start with that. How long ago did you start Taylor Benefits and how did that come about? We actually um, are 21 years old, and um, it's an unusual story. It really started 40 years ago when I got into my profession, I guess you would say, which was benefit management, not thinking anybody would care about that benefits. How important is that? Nobody knew. I sat in an office and paid insurance claims. Um, And then 43 years ago, our family moved to Thomasville, and I thought, oh, nobody will even know what it is. Their ERISA plans are very unusual and nobody will know. Um, lo and behold, here was Flowers Industries and at the time Sunnyland Foods. And of course they knew this was the way you handle benefits for large employers. So I was impressed with that. Um, I worked for both of them at one time or another. And at one time, uh, Sunnyland, when we were with them, uh, they had a wonderful risk manager And he said, why don't you come and do our workers' comp? Because I knew that also. I said, sure, but I really love health benefits. I'm the health benefit person. So they brought him in, and we had both, and we ran him out of their special insurance office that we set up. And it worked so well. Other employers in Thomasville wanted to take advantage of it. You save money. You get personal service. So it it worked very well. And then, lo and behold, years ago, Sunnyland was sold. And um, it was sort of, what, what do we do? So my my partner, who was my former uh, risk manager boss, mm. and I started a TPA, and that worked for about seven years. We grew. It was wonderful. He had different ideas, and I did, and somebody came in and offered us a lot of money, so we said, let's sell, and we did, and I guess as a woman looking at women in business, that's probably the worst mistake I ever made. I should have bought him out, but the insecurities of being a woman in business and in the insurance business at that was still kind of different, so... And it was a different world. It was a different world. You know, people were thinking differently of women even 20, 30 years ago than they do now. Sure, And and it was a good opportunity, but I also had two kids getting ready to go to college. I could use the money, so there was a lot of things that entered into it. Um, But I did, and then I had a non-compete with the company that bought us, and as soon as that baby was up, (laughs) I started my company. And uh, 
it's funny how it happened because my one of my sons came home. You know, we always talk about in Thomasville, how do I get our young people to come back? He was living the good life in Buckhead. He mm-hmm. was in the insurance business. And so he followed suit. He too. followed home. Mm-hmm. He came home to be in a family business. The other son was actually in the insurance business too, but he had chosen to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And um, so John came home and we said, let's do this. It was a family decision. Uh, it was my background. I knew how to do this. I'd done it before. So let's go for it. And um, both of my sons were encouraging, but my husband was very encouraging and gave me that opportunity and he knew I would run with it. I would say that um, we thought we were right there, ready to go, made our plans. And within weeks we had 9-11. Oh, wow. It was, I wasn't expecting you to say yeah. that. I know. Nobody uh, thinks about that. 9-11 yeah, happened that changed days. everything. Yes. Actually, we had taken a little vacation a few days before. We already were doing things. But my nephew was having his 21st birthday, and we were meeting them in Mississippi so he could go into a casino and celebrate his birthday with him. <laughs> and actually, we came back the night before, and um, my, my nephew and his mother couldn't leave they couldn't fly because it actually happened on 9-11 but we we were home when we saw it happen but we were in the midst of having set up our office and and how did that change your plans like how did that change everything it it did not take us off off target we Mm -hmm. stayed on target but it made for some thrilling things i had found my office and it's the office we're still in today (laughs) i i overbuy i am a very big optimist so (laughs) the same office i was in when i had five employees i now have 20 something so wow so you (laughs) have room for growth yeah Yeah. we did and but it was the perfect place i knew it it felt right you guys know when it feels right um but we actually um decided well we had to look for a computer and a systems and all this stuff and we it's a major investment it was a big investment um and what happened we were in training and my staff got stuck in the airports on more than one occasion because of all the screening that they did and i you won't remember but they had a major episode a few days after when they let them start flying again um, somebody jumped over a turnstile at the Atlanta airport, and they shut the whole airport down. I had two people stuck there. What did they do? The flights weren't going out. Uh, so everything was on edge at that time. That is something you just simply there cannot learn for. Yeah, no, trying to can't. start a new business, no, which right. is a big risk, and you yep. put your whole livelihood into this, and then everything's in turmoil in the nation, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a lot going on. It was, and, and we were in the process of trying to hire staff. We weren't going to be a big staff in the beginning, um, but had I not done this before and built it before i had folks to go to that had worked for me before and um i have people that work for me before work for me now Mm -hmm. and so that was something that was really exciting so you had trusted people trusted people that was experience in this business i did and so and you had the support of family family support (laughs) and i had some friends at the bank and I will tell you, that's a big part of it. But making a major investment and in purchasing that data was really, that that really was a key to it. And um, when you when you made the decision to make, make such a large investment, um, I, I just often think about some of the conversations we have with other business owners about taking that leap of faith to actually do that. Mm-hmm. What type of advice do you have when you're actually faced with, well, I could choose to make this big investment and these are the things that it can do for my business or I can choose to maybe not make that investment and struggle along the way kind of piecemeal it together so how do you what type of advice do you have to really like take that leap of faith um it I live in the stars I'm optimistic and I could have spent 
25 or $50,000 and bought a system, or this one was $250,000 by the time you bought the equipment and got it all together. Um, and it was a tough one, and that took the majority of our money mm-hmm. to be able to get that. And um, it was a scary, it was scary, but I, I couldn't hesitate. I want to know that it's going to last. We looked at a number of systems, and, and I knew them. I had been in the industry, so I knew what worked and what didn't. And I knew the last thing you want to do with a big deal, which benefits are, and it has so many pieces to it, um, is to have to change computer systems. If you've ever done it, you don't mm-hmm. want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that we looked at. This one was d- built a little differently, too, and I am not a numbers person. I'm not a computer person, but it was actually built on an accounts payable and system. Though you have the components, you, you have to tie it all together. Who's eligible mm-hmm. has to know when you became eligible and what you're eligible for and be able to calculate the claim benefits. So, I so mean, it's, you it's, took the risk and bought it, the Cadillac model. I did. I bought the Cadillac. But it has paid off for you because if you've got a big company like Flowers or others here in the community and you're responsible for 250 people's health benefits, insurance, mm-hmm. you can't just willy-nilly let that system go down or upgrade that system you every can. so often. I'm still using that same system wow. 21 years later. <laughs> wow. Now, we've had some updates. Sure. So you, you have to. And that was the other thing I liked about it. They support the system. Um, I guess the negative there in Pittsburgh, but today, and as the industry of IT and technology has changed, they can get online. We're in the cloud. So we have upgraded it. It's not all there. I will say it. It came down in price a few years after we bought it. Not, and you had to buy it when I bought it. Uh-huh. You couldn't just rent it. Now they have it where you could buy, buy into it mm-hmm. as a lesser amount. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. Had I waited, but had I waited, I wouldn't have been able to have Operate the same system. Mm-hmm. I would have had to change systems, and that was something you really just don't want to do. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were we were glad we did it. It was a struggle, mm-hmm. and and financing a new. A new entity is mm-hmm. hard. I was fortunate that I had a base of former clients to call on, and many of those. I still have the first client that came back to me. Uh-huh. They had they had been with me before, yeah. and they came back again. That says a lot. It does. Yeah. There's several of them that did, and yeah. um, we've had um, clients that on occasion have said, you know, my broker says that I can, you know, save some money here. Is it worth it to do it? And I've had clients that have left. I had one that. Um, had actually, um, the owner of the company was a patient at um, a big hospital that owns it down in Florida, Mayo, and the Mayo owned a TPA. They decided to get in the insurance business mm-hmm. and manage planes. Well, to me, quite frankly, y'all, that's sort of like the fox in the hen house. You're, <laughs> you're going to provide the service and then write the check from somebody yeah. else's bank account. So anyway, they, they tried it because he loved Mayo and... Um, Within six months, they were back. <laughs> I've had clients that were going to move because they could save some money. And within a week, they called and said, can we come back? And it mm-hmm. has to do, that was service. That was really, I'd say, one of the biggest things that we had. It's the service. 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 The service, personal service, relationship. Service. Yeah. It, what, it really is. What would you say is your biggest advice, not just to all business owners or somebody starting a business, but specifically for women? that are starting a business. I, I, I feel like it's different. It is for different us. for a woman. Yeah. It, it is very different. Yeah. Um, you have to have some confidence. And I, I was not a confident person. And even to this day, I have 
squishy moments. Everybody We does. all do. Yeah, <laughs> we're we do. just human. You know, yeah, <laughs> all the world's a stage, and we're just acting. Uh-huh. But um, it, it is. You have to have some confidence and a little chutzpah. you got to mm-hmm. get out there. Mm-hmm. You can't be afraid. Yeah. And you can't show your fear anyway. Uh-huh. And um, you, you really need to have a good, dependable people you can rely on, your staff mm-hmm. or your girl pals. Mm-hmm. You, you've, got, you've got to have it because you're going to want to leave the office and rent and rave, and you need to know that you can come back in and smile and still be okay. Um, but it is important, and women do. You have a little, I think it's a little bit better now than it was even 20 I years so ago. It, yeah. it is. Even with dealing with businesses, I used to feel like, um, you needed that male salesman to go in. This is benefits. You talk to the male mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I would come in and the male would be there and I would open my mouth and sell the account. But I, at the time, I didn't realize that. I just thought that was what you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's it's changed what, now. It, it, has. it really has. It really has. I'm in a very male-dominated profession. Right. When you go to economic development conferences, it's 80 percent men right. so you know slowly you can right. see that things are changing it, is. Yeah. it used to be in the insurance you were the girl that was going to do the paperwork and you were going to do right. the paperwork yeah. that's right <laughs> that's right so but now you're the owner changed. yeah I'm the owner and and it's 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 a little more fun but it also is a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and many nights you know this is when you own your own business it's a 24 yeah. 7 and it does not change mm-hmm. I don't care what business you're in um it is 24-7, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of people depending on you, and you have to trust people that you can depend on them to deliver. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big part of it. That um, grit and determination um, yeah. as a business owner is is really a skill set that you just can't build. You have to have it. I feel you like you have, have to have be a risk taker. You, you have do. to be a positive person, um, and not everybody is, you know, every, not everybody's designed for that. Right. Me personally, I need to know that I know that I know that I'm getting paycheck next week, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like entrepreneurs, small business owners, large business owners, that they took that kind of risk. That, that's just a yes, different skill is. set. Mm-hmm. And and we did in the beginning. I mean, it was hard. Our our whole country was still upside down. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And I will tell you, a lot of people didn't want to make changes. Sure. And here we're starting a new business. And, mm-hmm. I think it's um, very relevant to COVID as well. It, you know, it, people the, don't want I'm wanna... seeing it happen again. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why uh, another part of this, as I was thinking about, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, is planning is essential, but be prepared to change your plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you've got to constantly plan. I always constantly plan. So you went through 9-11 and then we had a recession in 2008 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and now we've had COVID and who Affordable knows. Affordable Care Act. Yes, there you go. And now we don't know if we're going into another recession. Right. I mean, that's a lot of changes it, in 21 it is. years. And you have yeah. to be able to change on a dime. Adapt. You do. Mm-hmm. You really do. Flexibility is very important in any job. I felt like mm-hmm. it was for me, but it it is anywhere. So you have to be innovative. Find how to make a better mousetrap. Yeah. How can mm-hmm. you be different? I think it's a mindset too, because for me, I'm a, a planner. Yep. But if I know that I'm planning with the mindset that this plan can change and mm-hmm. will change, mm-hmm. and I have to be willing to change with it, uh, then that will set me on a different uh, path. You know, whereas before, I think before I really gained the experience. Feel like I was kind of set, and I had to see that plan through. Oh yeah. Once you really kind of set your mind to the the notion that it's going to change, and you already you're expecting that, it mm-hmm. changes it changes the way you look at things and how you execute on those. Yeah. It, it yeah. is, and execution is important because you have a lot of decisions you're making, and 
as much as you want to pull the trigger on this plan, you've got to make sure it's the right time and the right place for mm-hmm. it. Um, again, I've had to put things on the shelf and bring them back out later mm-hmm. when the conditions fit better. Um, a lot of that has to do with growth and mm-hmm. things that you needed to do. I would say banking and financial is an important part. Mm-hmm. I am not a financial person. My motto had always been, all right, you need a new copier, sell a new account, and you got the money to buy it. I, I did not like going in debt. Uh, and we have debt, and every business that I can imagine has to. And we had many rough financial times in the very beginning. I went almost a year with no paycheck. Mm. And that is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you're paying your employees, but oh, not yourself. Yes. That's, that's correct. Paying, yeah. yeah. And that is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made it, mm-hmm. and I had some family and friends. You, you know your friends and your family real fast. That, and it was, to me, internally, it meant a lot to me that my family supported me. My younger brother loaned mm-hmm. me money when times were tough. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, I, I kept thinking I needed a partner. Mm-hmm. And so I had partners come in, and it wasn't working. And I needed to buy out a partner and get rid of him. And um, he gave me the money, and I was able to do it. I, I paid him back. And, mm-hmm. But that was my younger brother trusting me enough to do that. Yeah, Darlene, and, I appreciate you sharing those. Because yeah. I think a lot of times yeah. many business owners are in that same situation, don't realize that they are not um, alone. alone. That, yes. And that, that is, is, is fairly common. Those are yeah. the risks that you take in the beginning. And, and to know that others have walked that path and they've come through on the other end uh, speaks volumes. You, know, you have to be able to share yeah. the real story. It was a tough, and it was tough to ask. Yeah, it was tough to ask, and um, he was financially doing fine, and he he did. He has a she's passed away, but he had a disabled child, so I felt horrible even talking to him about it. But yeah, um, it was a struggle. Well, when SBDC comes and does a class on how to start a business, they always mention you know credit, financial literacy, but they always say you know you may need an investor. And 90% of the time, that's a family member, it's a friend. Like, you've got to have some support. You're not doing it all on your own. Or I've seen people cash in their retirement. I've seen people mortgage their home. Those are big risks. We borrowed against my husband's life insurance. uh We had that paid in. Big risk. That is. And and family, you did whatever. I went without pay. We didn't eat out a lot. Uh We ate at home a lot. (laughs) uh, It just was what you did. Yeah. I guess that is what is normal. I don't know if it was normal, but for me it was. You made a sacrifice. It, it did, yeah. and, it, and, it, and it worked out. It paid off. Um, I think the other part of it is feeling very responsible for your employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I hire and I'm committing my company to them and they're committing to me, I felt like they needed to be taken care of. We have always given our employees health insurance. Mm-hmm. That's the business I'm in, but that's something they need. Yeah. And it's an expectation, and I feel like that's what we do. We take care of our employees, and I will tell you, during some tough times, we went a couple years with no raises mm-hmm. because times were tough. Mm-hmm. There was a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. I think another part is the community. And I thought a lot about this, and I know this is the chamber, and I'm not going to get a brown nose here, but <laughs> I will tell you, the chamber was important, and my local community. I didn't think about it that much until I started looking over some notes to see what I wanted to talk about. And I've always been involved in the chamber, and I chaired the Women's Forum. I was a little do-gooder in town. Anything, there was a something <laughs> needed. Yeah, if there was a need, you fix it. You yeah. do what you can. Yeah. Um, I was in the the first group when we did the um, youth leadership, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was good, and Women's Forum, we got that started. So there was a lot of good things going on. 
you get yourself out there, people learn about your business, and I think it is. It's connecting, and that's mm-hmm. what the chamber is And they don't for. just learn about your business. They learn who you are. Like yes, they do. They, do. Yeah. they, yeah, they really do. They, they know who you are mm-hmm. and what you do. Um, and, frankly, I went through Leadership Georgia, and um, it, it paid off. Mm-hmm. You learn leadership skills. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of, um, I wouldn't call it formal planning, but I didn't have to do formal planning for um when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my son. So that was my planning mm-hmm. for the future for TBR. Mm-hmm. And he is prepared. That brings me into how did I ever let go? Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I held on tight to those reins, honey. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I watched every penny huh. and I watched not every claim and I didn't audit everybody, but yeah. I had my finger on everything. And yeah. it was kind of I, I will say almost obsessive. I I didn't smother anybody, but I worried about it night and day, and I would never have let go until this business came up about 13 years ago about being in the legislature. <laughs> and how did that happen? How did that um, opportunity come to you? People came to me because of the Affordable Care Act. It was uh, just being presented, and as worthy as the cause is, the methodology and how it was being formed having been in the insurance industry, will not work. And we have seen it is working because the federal government is putting money in it. And they're subsidizing, they're subsidizing it. it. Yeah. When you have insurance, it's about spreading the risk. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that many puddles out there that you're drawing money in doing the risk. So people came to me and said, oh, you know all about this. You need to run for the House. Because Mike Cowan at the time was our state rep, and he was running for Congress. And it was an open seat. Believe me, I said, no, I don't know anything about this. I'm busy. I I was a new grandmother, and I had my business, and I'm, you know, I really am busy. I cannot do this. Well, they kept on. They did, and I will (laughs) tell you, I prayed about it. I talked to my pastor about it, and I was intrigued maybe, but it was very lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't. And every excuse I gave myself Mm. got moved. It was that rock being moved from the door. And um, I, I did. I prayed. John didn't really want me to do it. I guess there's what Darlene wants, and then there's what God wants. That's exactly what it was. He did. He didn't want me to have partners, and he yeah, moved them so out. Yeah, so he moved that out of the he way. He did, and yeah. the partner was to be my son. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of got chills. That's really yeah. It is, and this he meant for me Hindsight's to do this. 2020. Yeah, it is. So but, when you went into the House of Representatives, you had to put more focus on that, and that freed up that time from your business where you could release some of that to your son? I released it to him. I did. And that really was a God thing. But again, I was the last one you would think of. At the time, I was the director of missions, women's missions at First Baptist Church. I was on the um, DFACS board. Mm -hmm. And again, little Miss Goody Mm Two-Shoes where you got somebody needs to do something. (laughs) So I said, okay, he means for me to do this. When I talked to Mike Cowan, he had told me, darling, You'll like it and you'll do good, but you will not like the politics of it because um, the Speaker of the House at the time was Glenn Richardson. If you cross him, you get nothing and your district gets nothing. And I thought, holy cow, I will either come out screaming like a banshee or go in the corner and cry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will tell you, two days later, that man resigned. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, my God, that is the last stone to be moved. And so... I said, okay. I was the last one to get in the race. Huh. It was a three-person race, and um, 
I want it. I didn't have to have a runoff. It was the most beautiful 51% you ever saw. <laughs> but I got it. And I had no idea what I would be doing. I didn't know how to run a campaign. I knew nothing political. Now, I've been, I'm a Republican, and I had been a Republican. I'm a conservative. But not to be involved in it at that level. Right. Mine was baking the cookies. You yeah. know, and yeah. that that's what I did. And well, darling, one of the things you always say that I like is that, you know, you get up there and you're one of 180. That is correct. So what does that mean to you it when you say that? You better read about how to win friends and influence people because <laughs> you are, don't Just go up there. Just a speck compared to everybody else. That's correct. Yeah. You, you have to do things as a group. Mm-hmm. I'm used to doing things at a group. I did group mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And you do have to. It's not bad. You're not always going to get it your way. No, you're you not. Compromise. And you, you can take what you can get this time and come back next year or next bill or uh-huh. whatever it is. But don't think you're going to come up there and tell the governor what to do or the speaker of the house or even the person sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Don't come up there with an agenda that I am going to lower the taxes. You can tell people that, but I'm going to assure you there's another 179 that are going to have a voice in it. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, I work across the aisle. Mm-hmm. If it's a good bill, I'm going to help people pass it. Mm-hmm. And and I've done that since I've been up there. It takes a few years, quite frankly. They didn't know what to do with me when I got up there. You know, they try to put you in a box, like uh-huh. you're, you're conservative, well, you're, you're a woman, you're conservative, this. and here you are just... I'm, you I'm know, trying to a say sweet looking Pinocchi. lady, a sweet-looking <laughs> lady. You know, that might little, fool them, right? It is, first. and I, I have a saying about that, too. I said, you know, they see this little granny face, and they don't see me coming. <laughs> and usually I can get it done, and they don't even know what happened. And I like it that way. <laughs> we have this very dainty, soft voice. It's just very warming. Yeah, very pretty well, low. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. They, they've seen it a few times. Um, <laughs> but now, fast forward today, you've been up there how long? That's and what? 12 what, years. That's right. And 12 years. Committed. Chairman. I'm a chairman of governmental affairs, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty big bite this past year. We handled all of the redistrictings where the people didn't get along and didn't like it. So we had some confrontations this year that yeah, weren't that's nice. Tough. But I will, again, people look at this little face, but I'm going to run a meeting, and I'm going to run a meeting. You're not going to take advantage of it, and because I'm a woman, and sometimes people will do that, because you have the nice little granny face, and you're sweet and soft talking, they're going to think they can take advantage of you, and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's when they see they see it. And uh-huh. the speaker has had a few nice things to say, because I do stand <laughs> up, and they don't see it coming. And um, because of health care, that's, that's an issue, and I'm on the appropriations for health care. So I look at state benefit plans. I look at things like um, the, spe- the speaker had had several comments and one in particular that I like is that I'm the one that does health care but I follow the money and somebody uh, needs to be able to follow the money. Health care is a business. It's about it money. Just it like is. every other business. It is. And, it, and it's good. But that being said, I come from a rural community where it is vital for a community to have a good healthcare and no one has a better one than we do. They just don't. So it is important, but I see particularly if you don't take care of them and pay the fair price and have them, your community shrivel up and die. And that's not helping the people of Georgia. So it is important. And he does. He appreciates that. And I do a lot with the health care. That, that is something that's important to me. Darlene, I have a question. If you could look back at the Darlene who started 21 years ago, um, versus the Darlene Taylor that is here today, what would you say to your former self? 
I would say, why didn't you have enough confidence back then? You know, um, I should have made a few stronger decisions in my life. And 21 years ago, I didn't realize um, all the comfort you could get from those that you already knew, mm-hmm. and they would stand with you. Mm. I, I doubted myself, and I doubted them, and they proved me wrong because they were there for me, and I'm very appreciative of that. But even though you say you didn't have the confidence or you were scared, you did it. I mean, you did it anyway, and that's how you have this business 21 years later, and that's why you've been at the house for 12 years, and you're, you know, chairman of government affairs. I mean, you were scared, but you did it anyway. Yeah. It is. I don't know where I got the courage to do it again. I always wanted to be an actress, y'all. So, <laughs> so you just been acting like yeah. you had. I acted like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you just confidence. acted like it. Isn't that what most of us do half no, the time? Fake it. Fake it till you make it. That's right. That's right. And it. it I guess I, I sometimes don't appreciate some of the successes that I've had. Yeah. Um, as, as we had talked a little bit, I wish I had furthered my education. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that is important. I'm an avid reader, and I would tell anybody to read. Mm-hmm. Learn as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't all have to be formal, mm-hmm. but make sure that you know your facts. And I think that's that's what helped me in business. Because I would study it, learn it, know it, and at the house, I read my bills. People don't always read their bills. I read They're my bills. They're pretty intense, Darlene. They, those bills are oh, pretty are. intense. Yeah, if you well, read all that language. Well, and... if it's something that's that in-depth, uh-huh. I'll go to the author of the bill. And you know what, y'all? I talk to lobbyists, and I go to the lobbyists on both sides and let them tell me, and then I'll meld the two together. Because ah, um, the my truth lobby. is usually somewhere in between. In between. Yep. See, so that's what it is. So but what I advice do... would you give for the average citizen who uh, hears about bills that are being brought forth but doesn't necessarily understand, understand it? Understand it. So what's the best way for the bill. Read the Read bill. Read the bill. And if you don't know, call my office, but talk to somebody in that area. If it's about roofing, yeah. talk to a roofer it's or talk to a construction. Yeah. That's the same mm-hmm. thing with the doctors. If there's something... And, it is important to have somebody in the legislature that comes home. Mm-hmm. The closer you mm-hmm. are to people at home, you have to be. Um, and you get calls about uh, everything. Everything, everything. I mean, everything in the... From people, and it's sad, and I, I, we talked a little bit about the economy right now, and I will get more calls. There mm-hmm. will be people that have been doing fine. I get calls, and it breaks my heart when we have retirees that are on fixed income. They've been doing all right. Mm. But now they're going to have to apply for food stamps, and they've never done it in their life, and they don't really want to. But the money they make from it's their fixed enough. income is not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And how, how are they going to survive? So that will be laying heavy on my heart for the next probably year or so. Mm, because people, Yeah, it is. And how do I get those kids that need Medicaid? Every kid in this state should be on Medicaid of some type. If you don't have a formal insurance there is a place for you to get coverage. And that's one of the things I'm getting ready to put on my website is here's how you go. It's time for school. Parents, go sign your kids up. Don't be afraid because you don't have the ability to pay for it. It's there. That's I good think advice. And I guess most parents don't really know that. I actually have a dear friend who oh, yeah. has struggled financially most of her life. And, <clears throat> you know, her and her kids don't have insurance. And how would they, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And so right. it's there is a way for them to, to be help spread the that information. With, mm-hmm. Pregnant women, there is absolutely no excuse for a woman not to get care when she's pregnant at any time. But pregnancy in particular, because we do have such a problem with mother's mortality. And a lot of it is not getting your care timely. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just, it happens. And the worst part of it are hemorrhages and things like that after birth. But it really is a, a difficult, difficult 
thing to get the word to people. You're not there alone. You, you do have some safety nets in our system, and any pregnant woman can get coverage for mm-hmm. that pregnancy, and it's vital that they do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's clear that your initiatives are not finished yet. No, i got a few more things on my agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, we really appreciate you coming today, but we really appreciate your service to Thank this you. community through your business, through the house, through your church, all the things you've talked about. And I've just gotten to know you over the last eight or nine years. You're very genuine and down to earth and very common sense. So I appreciate that. Um, Most politicians, to me, you're not the typical politician. You're not in it for you. You know, you're in it for the good. So I love this community. I just do. And I joke about it when I moved here 40 years ago. Those oldie goldies that know Mrs. Cleaver could have come out any one of those doors. This was all American <laughs> place. This is where I wanted to be. Right. So yeah. well, we, thank you. We appreciate your support to the chamber, to the PDA, imagine Thomasville, and um, looking forward to continuing to see your initiatives flourish thank in you. our area. Thank you. I appreciate that.